Welcome to Big Time Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James. I'm joined once again by Nate and Matt. What's up, guys? So, how's it going? All right. In today's episode, we're going to preview another NBA division heading into the season. It's going to be the Southwest Division in the Western Conference. Uh, we're just going to go through and talk about each team and I guess the players that are um, pretty much relevant in fantasy. And then we'll just sort of, I guess, project the division standings. Um, and then I guess just talk about where we see each team. So uh, let's just hop right into it. Um, we're going to start here with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Mette, I'm just going to get to you. Just talk about this team for fantasy. All right. So for fantasy, for an early pick, uh, Luka Doncic should be the first Maverick off the board. Uh, he should be a top three pick. I don't see him falling lower than that. If he is, you're getting great value. And yeah, he's already an amazing player and he's not even in his prime yet. So it's only going to get better. And for mid-round picks, I think Kristaps Przingis could be a mid-round pick for the Mavericks. I would draft him around round five or later. And I know right now his stock is kind of low after the playoffs. A lot of memes being made about him, but he's a big man who can stretch the floor and he's very good for fantasy. So, yeah, uh, big man, big men who can shoot three pointers, uh, really great for fantasy. And yeah, I think he's going to have a rebound year. Obviously, he didn't really end the year too hot. So, yeah, he's still the number two option for the Mavericks. So, Perzingis, I think, will rebound uh, Hardaway. I think he should be the third Maverick off the board for this team. I would draft him around round seven and onwards. He's mostly a three and D guy, but uh, he doesn't too, cover too many categories, And he, but he's a great shooter. So, yeah, he could get streaky, drop 30 points. He did that last season. And he's a solid number three option for the offense in, with the Mavericks. Late round picks, I'd probably look at a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith. He's uh, starting small forward for the team. And yeah, I draft him later on in drafts for deep leagues only, probably around like round 9, 10 onwards. And yeah, he's another 3 and D guy. He doesn't put up as many shots as Tim Hardaway Jr. So yeah, he's... Uh, Gets decent stats, uh, pretty efficient. So if he could shoot more, I think his uh, stock would definitely rise. And then Dwight Powell, another deeper league option, starting center for the Mavs right now. And if you draft him like Dorian Finney-Smith, I draft him later on, probably same as him, like round nine and onwards. Uh, but he has the ability to shoot the three ball. So yeah, if he's given enough minutes and puts up enough shots, I think he could be a, a solid fantasy option. And for rookies, uh, for Mavericks, I'd go with Eugene Omarui. Uh, yeah, they didn't have any draft picks this year, so he's an undrafted rookie out of Oregon. I think he played around uh, four years in college. He had a solid year last season for them, uh, for Oregon, and I wouldn't draft him in any list. I'd just keep an eye on him. The Mavericks wing players, they're not the greatest. So I think if Omuri is given the chance, I think uh, he could crack the 
the rotation and be a solid player for the Mavericks. Yeah, for sure. It looks like uh, Dallas has quite a lot of solid players from high-end talent, I guess, all the way down. So definitely a good team to look at for fantasy. Um, Nate, I'll get to you next. Uh, talk about the Houston Rockets, I guess, what they can bring to fantasy. Yeah, sure. So I guess for um, early rounds, you can maybe look at, I guess, uh, guys like Christian Wood or, or Daniel Tice. I feel like they're two of the, I guess, better players on the Houston Rockets. So they should be going, I guess, earlier in the draft. You could look at John Wall as well. He might end up being drafted earlier still, but I feel like he might drop to, I guess, more of the middle rounds because he is injured at the moment. So that's going to affect kind of his fantasy a little bit, especially if he misses like a few months or something. And then I guess in the middle of the draft, you can maybe take a look at someone like Eric Gordon or um, Jay Sean Tate. And I guess in later rounds, you can maybe take a look at Kevin Porter Jr. or DJ Augustine. And I guess for rookies, you could maybe look at uh, Jalen Green. He should be in the ro- in the rotation for the Rockets this year, and he should get some starts as well. I think in it was if it was in college, I believe um, he scored seventeen point nine points per game, and he was a decent shooter, so that's pretty good. And he was also a decent defender with one point five steals, and he could get some rebounds for a guard as well. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it might seem like Houston, I guess, is not a, a one of the better teams in this division, but they still have a lot of good young talent and definitely guys that can sort of take a look at for fantasy, maybe to even break out guys like Christian Wood, obviously, and then getting to some of the rookies. Yeah, Jalen Green should be a really solid NBA player this year. Um, Mete, I'll just jump right back to you. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies, I guess, talk about this team for fantasy. Yeah, so for the Grizzlies, early pick, John Morant, I believe, should be the first pick for the Grizzlies. I would probably pick him around round three for all leagues. And yeah, he's the number one option for the Grizzlies, still very young. He's entering his third year of his career. So yeah, Uh, for mid-round picks, probably Jaron Jackson Jr. I think I'd go with him as the second Grizzly. Uh. He's returning from injury, and I think he's going to have a great year. I'd pick him around round four or five, depending on the league. And like Morant, he's still very young, entering his fourth season. And yeah, another big man who can shoot the three, really great for fantasy. And then Steven Adams, I'd pick him around probably like round five or six, just behind Jaron Jackson Jr., depending on the league. And yeah, he's a solid big man. He can double-double on any given night. And then later round picks, probably Dylan Brooks. I'd go as the fourth Grizzly. I'd pick him around round seven or eight, depending on the league. And then, yeah, he's a starting shooting guard there. And I'd probably say he's the third option in the offense. Uh, behind him, Kyle Anderson, starting power forward and probably the fourth or fifth option for the offense. He's a solid wing player for fantasy, but he doesn't really have the greatest three-point shot. So that's why I'd pick him after Dylan Brooks, and I'd probably pick him around round eight. And then for rookie for Grizzlies, uh, Zaire Williams, uh, 10th overall pick this year. He's out of Stanford. He had solid numbers, but 
his efficiency was kind of low. I think his field goal percentage was around 35%, three-point percentage lower than that. So his efficiency will have to improve. And I think with him playing for the Grizzlies, a pretty talented team, he won't have to create a shot too much. I think that'll help him improve the efficiency. And then, yeah, he needs to prove himself, earn his minutes as... Like I said, the Grizzlies are a solid team. They could con- they could definitely contend for a, a playoff spot this year. So I wouldn't draft him for that reason. But like other rookies, most other rookies, you should just keep an eye on him. Yeah, for sure. Um, this Grizzlies team, like you said, there's definitely a lot of good options there that can contribute in a lot of different categories. Uh, so, yeah, this Grizzlies team should be really solid this year. Um, Nate, bouncing to you, I guess, getting to the New Orleans Pelicans, just talk to us about this team for fantasy. I guess um, for the early rounds for New Orleans, you could take a look at Zion. Um, I feel like he's their best player, Um, probably the most talented player as well. So he's most likely going um, somewhere in the early rounds, either either in the first or second round. Um, You could also take a look at Brandon Ingram and uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Um, and I guess in the middle rounds, you can maybe look at someone like Devontae Graham. And I guess in later rounds, you can maybe look at guys like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Josh Hart, uh, maybe even someone like uh, Thomas Sadaransky. And I guess for rookies, um, I guess you could maybe take a look at uh, Trey Murphy. Um, he's a really good shooter, so he should be able to get um, I guess some minutes on the rotation. Um, he could play either the two or the three, and he's, I think he's like six foot eight, 206 pounds. Um, really good uh, shooting percentages 43% from three, 50% field goal, I think 92% free throw. It might drop a bit when in the NBA, but he's still going to be really solid for shooting. Um, he didn't score too much, but again, for percentages, he's really good. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Pelicans team, definitely a lot of options there as well. So definitely a good team for fantasy. Uh, and then uh, I'll move to the San Antonio Spurs now. I'll talk about them for fantasy. Um, I'll, <clears throat> I'll start with DeJounte Murray. Um, he plays point guard and shooting guard in fantasy. He's probably one of the better options there in San Antonio. You probably draft him maybe around the fourth or fifth round in drafts. Um, yeah, he's just one of those guys. He can pretty much contribute in almost every category. The only one uh, that he's sort of uh, not as good at is shooting threes. So that's definitely something you have to keep an eye on for him, but or else he's pretty much solid in every other category. Um, another guard there, uh, Derek White, he plays both point guard and shooting guard as well for fantasy. Uh, he's a little bit more all around than DeJounte Murray. Um, but just the fact that uh, some of his percentages might be a little bit lower. So you definitely have to keep an eye on that. But he does shoot threes and he does get blocks for the guard position. So he is pretty solid. Um, And then Keldon Johnson, uh, he plays small forward, power forward in fantasy. He's probably going to be the number one option for this team this year in terms of scoring. So if you're looking for a guy to get points, he'll get it. 
Um, he's also a guy that can double double on occasion. He won't do it every night, but he's one of those guys that, especially if he is at power forward for part of the game, he will be getting a lot of rebounds. So keep an eye on him as well. He should be going around where DeJounte Murray is going, maybe even a bit later than that, but still one of the earlier options for this team. Then I have Doug McDermott here. Uh, he plays small forward and power forward. Uh, he's projected to be the starting power forward for this team as of right now. Um, I know we talked about him a lot last year in terms of guys that we were suggesting for pickups, uh, which means that he was always productive when he was on the Pacers last year. Um, and now uh, being thrust into a starting role will sort of, I guess, be beneficial for him uh, to sort of pick up where he left off. So he's definitely a guy you should be checking out for fantasy. And then uh, the starting center for this team is Jakob Pertl, um, sort of taking over the reins from LaMarcus Aldridge part of last year. Um, I mean, he's good for points, rebounds, blocks, uh, and pretty solid shooting percentages for the most part. Um, I guess other than that, uh, you should probably look somewhere else, but he still is very solid. He should be drafted um, maybe seventh round, eighth round around there. Uh, and then in terms of bench players that could be fantasy relevant, I have Thaddeus Young first, just because uh, he's sort of a threat to Doug McDermott and sort of becoming the starting power forward for this team. Um, he's a solid, uh, pretty, pretty young player still. Um, coming from Chicago. Um, I mean, he was just a really solid fantasy player last year in, in most categories. So uh, he's definitely someone that should be seeing starting minutes, even if he is coming off the bench. And then I have Lonnie Walker as well. He plays shooting guard, small forward. Um, I guess one thing that might hinder him is coming off the bench. He might not get upwards of 20 minutes, but uh, if he gets over 20 minutes, he's proven that he can be productive in the past. So um, just, I guess, monitor that and then keep an eye on him for that. And then I just listed Byron Forbes here just because uh, coming from Milwaukee, he's coming back to San Antonio. Uh, he plays point guard and shooting guard. He, there's times where he gets hot. So you probably will pick him up off the waiver wire, ride him until he gets cold. And then you probably just want to drop him after that. That's mostly what he's been useful for in the past. And then in terms of rookies, I have Joshua Primo here. He's a first round draft pick for the San Antonio Spurs this past season play shooting guard. The only issue with him is that there's a lot of good guards on this team. I don't know whether he's going to get a lot of playing time, I guess, from the start of the year. Might take an injury or two for him to get into the lineup. He's just a guy that you probably want to keep an eye on, um, you know, just in case um, if he finds his way, I guess, into a, a good role with this team and maybe get some minutes. Just keep an eye on that. But yeah, for sure, uh, he's the rookie to look for. And yeah, that's pretty much the fantasy preview um, for this division. Um, let's hop right into projecting the standings for this division. Um, Mete, I'll get to you first on that. I guess give us your uh, standing projection for this division. All right. So for this division, I'd go Mavericks at one. They got the best player in the division with Luka. And I don't think it's one of the greater divisions in the league. So yeah, I think they should have the number one seed locked up for this division. Number two, I have the Grizzlies. They're a solid team. Like I said, they could definitely contend for a playoff spot. They made it last year, but uh, it's a hard Western Conference. So, yeah, I think uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be huge for them. If he can play great, uh, this team could honestly become one of the better teams in the league. And then... Uh, Pelicans, number three, another solid young team. I just need to see how they play under their new head coach, Willie Green. 
Number four, I have the Houston Rockets, another young team. They definitely have talent, but they're in the Western Conference, so I think it's going to be hard for them to win uh, games this season. And then Spurs at fifth. What made me put the Rockets over Spurs was the fact that I trust the Rockets' number one option, Christian Wood, over the Spurs' uh, probable number one option with DeJounte Murray. And yeah, I think Murray has definitely shown flashes, but uh, Christian Wood, in my opinion, has been more consistent. So, and I think the Spurs roster is just a bit less talented than uh, a bit less talented than the Rockets. So, yeah, I think the Spurs are definitely not a bad team, but uh, for this division, I have them at number five. And yep. All right, and uh, Nate, I'll get to you. I guess, uh, what are you projecting for the Southwest Division? So I guess I feel like the Mavs should be number one. Um, they have really good coaching, a really solid um, roster as well. So they should be able to um, possibly make a deep playoff run. And Luca's one of the most talented players in the league so far. So um, yeah, I guess Mavs at number one. Grizzlies at number two still mainly because they were a playoff team in the past they did you they did lose um jv but i feel like they still have enough talent to make it into the playoffs and then i put the pelicans at third mainly because of i guess how um talented kind of their three best players um look like so i guess in terms of talent of having like a talented um i guess starter roster put them at number three i put the spurs at number four mainly because i feel like um they have the best coaching staff and i put houston at number five even though they look like they have a better roster than the spurs mainly because um i guess they're still rebuilding as well and i'm not really too sure about their coaching staff so yeah yeah for sure um, I guess just looking at the standings now for me, um, I have Dallas at number one. Obviously, they're the best top-heavy team in this division. Um, they have the best player in this division in Luka Doncic. And, I mean, uh, when he's healthy, they are clearly the best team in this division. Uh, Mete, you talked about their top scoring options. They are better than the rest of the teams in this division, so I definitely like them at number one. Uh, number two, I have the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they have solid uh, top-end options with guys like Morant, um, and Jaron Jackson, but they also have solid depth as well. So if there's an injury on this team, I know Jaron Jackson's been injured off and on for the past couple of years. So um, they can just replace him because they have a lot of depth and it doesn't necessarily hurt their overall standing. So I definitely like them, especially as a chance to make the playoffs this year. Um, number three, I have San Antonio Spurs. Obviously, I cheer for the Spurs. I definitely think Greg Popovich is the best coach in the league. I know, Nate, you mentioned that. Um, I mean, their roster might not necessarily have the strength it's had in previous years, but we know that he can get the best out of this roster. And I think that this might be the year that Keldon Johnson can break through and potentially put up uh, even DeMar DeRozan-level numbers. Um, I mean, he is still young. Uh, DeJounte Murray's there. He's really solid. Uh, they have some good pieces. They have a lot of young players as well. So if they can take that step forward, I can see them being third. They probably won't be a playoff team, but... Uh, they definitely have a chance to be better than the two teams I have below them. Uh, one is the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I feel like that they lost a lot of depth this year, losing guys like Lonzo, 
um, and others. And I feel like that um, I think Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, they've just been uh, off and on uh, in, on the injury reserve, um, especially last season. They got to stay healthy. If they can stay healthy, there is a chance this team finishes ahead of the Spurs. Um, and they, I believe they also have a new coach as well. So if things work out uh, there, um, they can definitely finish ahead of the Spurs. But um, yeah, th- this team's major uh, setback has been health over the past few years. And then, yeah, if Houston at fifth, obviously they're rebuilding. Uh, we don't know the status of a lot of their veteran players as well. John Wall, Eric Gordon, uh, they sat out for much of last season. We don't know what we're going to get from them this season. Um, just looking at their young players, Obviously, Kevin Porter Jr., really solid. Jalen Green as well. Um, and Christian Wood, those are like the three main guys, uh, the three main, main young players. If they can take a step forward, uh, yeah, they can easily jump up to maybe fourth in, in this division ahead of maybe the Spurs or ahead of the Pelicans. But um, I don't see them being in the mix for the playoffs. I feel like it's just a year or two too early for this team. They definitely have a lot of work to do in, in terms of rebuilding. But yeah, that's definitely... Uh, the way I see this division shaping out. Um, I guess just uh, getting to you, Mete, I guess what's your general overall outlook for this division? And I guess any last thoughts? So my last thoughts, like I said, Mavericks should definitely win this division. And outside of that, I noticed that outside of the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, Pelicans, Rockets, Spurs, uh, those four teams, they all have a really young core. So it's not really important for them to win right now, but it's obviously nice to win. But yeah, they have a young team, so they've got bright futures. And for the Mavericks, I feel like uh, they need to start uh, at least uh, winning one playoff round this year would be great for them to grow as a team. And yeah, uh, if Przingis could play like his old self uh, from the Knicks, I think this team could be one of the top teams in the West for sure. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, uh, you know, they're sort of getting the team together. Maybe they can add one or two pieces sort of at the deadline heading into the playoffs. And then, yeah, they definitely should be a solid team. Uh, And that's just assuming that Luca's fully healthy. I know last year he wasn't fully healthy in the playoffs. Uh, He did have an injury he was playing through. So that's definitely something um, that, you, you can sort of keep an eye on, you know, if Luca's fully healthy, I definitely think he can take this team places. Um, Nate, I, I guess just getting to you, I guess any uh, overall outlooks for this division or I guess any last thoughts? Um, I guess I feel like uh, Pelicans could be a wild card for this division just based on their talent, but I guess it's mostly just uh, they have a really talented roster if they, and if they had the right coaching staff, they could make the playoffs, but um, I guess we've seen that for like the past couple of years. So it's kind of hard to see them there right now. Yeah, I guess that's definitely how I feel as well. Having them a little bit lower. I just feel like this, the team is talented, but um, yeah, they just haven't been able to put it together. Similar to what we talked about last episode with the Timberwolves, like they have talented pieces there. They just need the right person to sort of come and put it together and some of these guys need to take the next step. I feel like Zion's a really important player for them, but I feel like he has that next level that he can get to where he's really dominant. And I feel like we haven't really seen that yet. I feel like he still has enough time. He's still very young. He can definitely reach it. But yeah, there's definitely um, some growth that needs to happen for that team for sure. And yeah, I guess um, 
but I, I think we can agree that probably the two teams that will make the playoffs are probably going to be the Grizzlies and the, the Mavericks. I guess, uh, Matty, I'll start with you. Any outside shots for any of the other three teams? Uh, Pelicans, I feel like they have a shot for sure. Uh, it's just that they're in the Western Conference, so they're really going to have to be good this year. Uh, in the Western Conference, you can't get in uh, with – a win rate below 50%. So yeah, they're going to have to be 500 or above. And with them being in the Western Conference, that's going to be tough for them. Still a young team. For the Rockets and Spurs, I think it's too early for them. So I don't think they have a shot to make the playoffs. Yeah, another thing too is I know we're going to get to the Pacific Division next week. That division could have four playoff teams. So um, they're hogging most of the West right now. And then the other two divisions are sort of just fighting for the remaining playoff spots. Uh, we talked about how talented the Northwest was last week. Yeah, this, the Southwest is going to have to really battle if some of these outside teams want to get in. Um, Nate, I know you talked about the Pelicans as well. I guess, uh, what do you think about the other two teams' chances of making the playoffs? Um, it's going to be really tough because if you want to make the playoffs, you have to have a good coaching staff and you have to have a talented roster. And I feel like other, like outside of like the Ma- Mavericks or outside of the Grizzlies, um, each team either has a really talented roster or they have a good coaching staff, but they don't really have both. So it's pretty, pretty much, I feel like the Pelicans have the, maybe the best chance because if you have enough talent, maybe you can uh, make it. But again, it's going to depend on, I guess, how they use use the players maybe the spurs if pop popovich i guess draws up up something genius for the entire year and he manages to get like a high enough um win rate but it's going to be a really tall order yeah in terms of the pelicans they were allowing a lot of points last year i think that was one of their main issues hopefully having a guy like valanchunas in there they can definitely clean that up a little bit um, in terms of the Spurs, yeah, if they're going to want to win this year, they're going to have to win a lot of low-scoring games because I don't feel like that they can compete in terms of scoring with a lot of the other teams, uh, especially in this division. So they're definitely going to have to keep the score down if they want to beat a lot of the teams in this division and potentially um, challenge for a playoff spot. But yeah, I definitely agree with you guys. Those are sort of where uh, each team's at uh, in this division. And yeah, that's going to be the end of this big-time basketball episode. I guess make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We've been putting up football picks. We started putting up NHL picks also. Definitely go check those out. Uh, Check out the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Hit the bell for notifications. Leave us a review. All that good stuff. And yeah, guys, one more division preview. Um, And then, yeah, next week we're even previewing games for the start of the NBA season. That's going to be pretty exciting as well. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.